podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Welcome to the final whistle, where it's ended at Pataudry, Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2. This is Tino, and today I'm here with James. James, our first away win in the league this season. What's your initial thoughts on today's game? Three crucial points, and that's all that counts. It was just essential to get any kind of a win up there today, and they did that. It wasn't pretty, but we've got the three points, and it puts a bit of pressure on the other side. Yeah, 100%. It was the most important thing. Obviously, it's been well documented that Angie's team aren't in full flow just now, and the system's not, you know operating in the way that he and all of us would hope it would it would do but the most important thing was the win and we got that so let's take a look at the starting lineup first of all he's changed the shape uh, we spoke about it I think um, either after one of the the match reaction shows or on the live show but it was after Thursday yeah. yeah so he's gone with the 4-2-3-1 or certainly it looked like that and Beaton's come back in as a midfielder he's been testing the water with Beaton the last couple of weeks <coughs> excuse me he's had him coming off the bench in midfield rather than centre-half, which is interesting. So, line-up, heart and goals, back four of Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Montgomery. Beaton and McGregor sitting with David Turnbull further ahead. Kyogo uh, through the middle with Yota and Abada. Who stood out for you in the first half, and, and how do you feel that 4-2-3-1 went? Yota's standing out most games now. Uh, I think he's a, a level above most of the team. Um, I think he's a good player. He's, he's making making himself available. Uh, you know... And he's driving at players, so definitely Otto. Kyogo's always looking lively. Um, Abad is, you know, I think Abad is a great player, but it's just it's not really happening for him. Beaton and McGregor, as you're sitting too, yeah, I was happy to see that. It's almost like someone told Ange on Thursday morning that Beaton was actually an actual centre mid instead of a centre half, and he's another another option there. Um, interesting, he's ahead of McCarthy, um, but happy enough with that. Uh, you know, if I'm going to be honest, no one really stood out the whole game apart from Yota Kyogo was trying you know making runs and stuff like that it wasn't a great performance so I can't see anyone really stood out yeah I think unfortunately Joe Hart for me stood out I think he again made some big saves and he's doing it on a regular basis he's he's been tested you know this shape uh, requires a goalie to be worked at different times this system and Joe Hart's made some some big saves again today, so mm-hmm. he's been crucial to everything we do. Uh, interesting, just as you've touched on there, we be, we don't we don't have the right fit at this moment in time to sit with McGregor. So at the moment, McCarthy's not fully fit. He may be the guy, but at the moment, he's not. We know it's definitely not Sorrow. He found himself completely out of the squad today, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, it's almost beat on by default. And you know, people were saying online, I can't believe I'm actually you know suggesting Beaton's the man here but it's where we find ourselves at this moment in time isn't it? It definitely is not you know we've heard Ange talking through the week now about you know plans he's got for January they need to be pretty extensive plans because if you look at that team and say you know who's actually doing the job to the level required week in week out and has the talent to do this job there's not many so yeah Beaton for me I'm more than comfy with him coming in at a kind of defensive centre mid there with McGregor alongside, there's also options of you know, McGregor pushing up. And he did push up a wee bit today, which gives him that freedom that he doesn't have to be protecting defence the whole game. So I think it was, a, it was the right move. Yeah, I think so. To go into the game itself, uh, first half and certainly the opening stages, you know, 20 minutes or so, Celtic are very much in control. 
lots of good possession. I think we found uh, Abada uh, getting a lot of the ball, David Turnbull linking up with, with him on that right-hand side. Um, and it's not long. Uh, we've not had to wait long to get the first goal. Um, I thought it was an exceptional finish. I thought it was so clever. And it was just a, a touch of class from Kyogo. But talk me through the first goal. Yeah, you know, and much as much of the credit goes to Turnbull, I was delighted to see him get that assist. You know, just a good bit of work out in the wing. I thought he was maybe a wee bit hesitant, but you know, turns out his time was spot on. I, he's got that that cross in, really clever as you say from Kyogo because you can you know try and throw a foot at it as it you know high enough to, to head it, and he's went off oh, just chest. I'm right on the line, but great movement from him to actually be in that position away from the defender. He gambled the defender wasn't quite going to get there, um, and I, you know, delighted for Kyogo. And delighted for Turnbull. I thought Turnbull would have taken the confidence from that and you know let it bleed into his game, and he didn't. So that was the only disappointment for the goal that it didn't lead to a better game from Turnbull. It was pretty much the same as before. Yeah, I think it was a brilliant cross by him. So it's been quick thinking yeah. to take the throw in. Uh, I think Abada's popped it back to him on the right hand side. It's a bouncing ball, and he's just managed to get. It, it's a perfect Contact cross. Right. You know, it's right in Kyogo's path, and it's just evaded. I think it was Bates at the back post. Um, and yeah, he, he should have taken a lift from that. Unfortunately, we'll not, we'll not dwell on it after a, a win, but he's been quiet again, Turnbull. At one point, he popped up in the second half, and I thought, where have you been? Mm-hmm. You know, he'd just gone AWOL for a time. So, yeah, great for the goal. Credit to him for that, but we need more of him um, You know, across the 90 minutes. Um, we had a big chance uh, just before the goal, I should have mentioned. So, Beaton, uh, from the header, him and Bruni have had a, a bit of wrestling, you know, for the various corners, and, you know, a kind of wry smile on Bruni's face for one that he took a tumble at. But Beaton's managed to evade him on this occasion, and he's got a header about six yards out. Should have done better. We forget Beaton's six foot four, so he should be winning headers in the box. I actually come off his shoulder when you catch the, the replay of it. Come off his shoulder, and he should be getting his head all over that and, and rifling at home. So it, it, it was good, great that he kind of got the better of Bruni for it, but he should be scoring from there. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen did look poor um, in the opening exchanges and started to find a, you know, a wee bit of, uh, or string a few passes together you know, from 20 minutes onwards. They created a couple of chances and there was a you know, few um, you know, concerns in the Celtic defence, as there is at this moment in time. They curled one in from the, the right-hand side, but it was a left-footed in-swinging cross. And your man uh, Ramirez was at the back post having a wee tussle with, with Carter Vickers. It certainly wasn't a penalty. But the bigger concern for me was he was very close to getting on the end of that. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be coming to you whether whether there's a penalty or not. Vickers should be taking charge of that and beating a guy that he should be better than. So yeah, that that was slightly concerning. And um, what I would say at that point when Aberdeen did, did start to you know come at us, they were ably assisted by Bobby Madden breaking up any kind of flow we had with really really cheap fouls all over the pitch, um, and it was exemplified in the stats that Celtic gave away twenty seven fouls to Aberdeen's ten which is just ridiculous. Any kind of contact and they were going down and any kind of contact we had from Aberdeen was not a foul. So this is coming up again. You know, We, we need to be exceptional to overcome referees and that, that's just not the way it can... You know, that's going to impact you at some point. Yeah, and the, the time to have a gripe about that is when you yeah. win. So it's not yeah. sour grapes that we lost or drew today, but we've won the game, which is great. Uh, Celtic have picked up three bookings, so I think it's David Turnbull. Uh, Turnbull for nothing. Turnbull, absolutely for nothing. Not that I'm buying anything that Andy Walker's selling, but he was suggesting that Turnbull was getting the yellow card as a result of Yota's persistent fouling. And none of Yota's fouls were fouls. Yeah, but you can't be getting booked for something. I just I could not understand the, the logic in that one. Uh, Beaton picked up a booking for a, a clumsy one, to be fair. I think that was a booking. Uh, and then Yota's picked up one for persistent. maybe persistent fouling. No bookings for Aberdeen, uh, despite some heavy challenges. Particularly one on Kyogo, where uh, the young right-back leaves a marker on Kyogo. Ramsey, yeah. uh, and then Kyogo 
uh, goes on to get booed for the rest of the game as a result of being fouled. Aye, Aberdeen are a strange bunch of fans. They really <coughs> are. You know, throwing bottles at uh, Jota and his goal and stuff like yeah. that. Just really quite bizarre. It, it was a good occasion. It was a good tussle, and we came out on top. You know, and it could have gone either way, and it could have been a draw. We just came out on top, and they were throwing bottles and, and some fifty-year-old guys screaming down the steps to try and get a Jota that's yeah. just strange mad stuff um, back to the game so an interesting point uh, that I've noted was that I think Starfelt was struggling with the physicality of Ramirez now Starfelt's a big strong guy and I'm sure he generally thrives on that kind of battle it's not because he's not strong that he was getting you know muscled out I think he's just positioning his timings yeah. wrong so the guy was getting his body in front and Starfelt was struggling with that I mean was that a concern for you? Starfield's a concern for me start to finish. Um, mm. I, I thought he did in the second half redeem himself a fair bit with some good clearances, good challenges. But yeah, at, at that point, particularly against the, the lad Ramirez, he, he was losing that physical battle quite considerably. And it, you know, he was a powerful big guy himself, but so is Starfield. So I think it is, it's just lack of game intelligence, position and awareness. Yeah. Um, just another point about Kyogo. So obviously, we, we just see the difference he brings to this Celtic team. And if if there's one man you didn't want missing in, in recent weeks, it was him. So it's you know it's great to have him back uh, on track and, and scoring goals as well. There was one point though; it's another part of his game. Uh, just before the half hour mark, he found himself in our left back spot, just chasing down. I think it was Johnny Hayes. Won the ball back, won the fill, and gets his team up the park. It's exceptional work. Yeah, you know, and that's the kind of attitude and endeavour we need from every single player. I know you know there's a fitness and athleticism comes into it in terms of he can do all that. He's got that that level of fitness, but we need to see more of that kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, as a half drew to a close, there were a, a couple of notable inc- incidents. Um, Yota's cracked the bar again, seemed to be making a habit of that. Nine times we've hit the bar. I heard that start, the ninth time we've hit the woodwork this season. I think the next team are St. Johnson on four or something like that. So, anyway, it's a meaningless start. And at the end of the day, you've got, got to try not hit the bar. You don't but, get any goals for hitting the bar. Yeah, but great effort by him. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Ramirez ends up with another chance uh, for them from a corner. He's found his way to him. Unmarked at the back post. I'm very concerned about the marking at corners, by the way. Um, we just don't seem to be set. I don't know if it's zonal or man marking, but whatever it does, it's leading to chances for the opposition. Uh, Ramirez has found himself at the back post. He's kind of volleyed one into the turf. It's kicked up. And Hart's done well. I got a hand on it, but he's actually only punched it on at the top of the bar. Could have drifted in. So a, quite a nervy end to, that, to a first half you've dominated. Yeah, in, in Hart's defence, I think he's set himself for a clean shot. Like it's coming straight at me, not going into the ground. So when that ends up getting into the ground, he's got to react to that, and he's just he's got the essential hand to it. As much as it was only on the bar, it was enough. So I wouldn't give Hart any hard time for that, really. Um, but you want to finish the half stronger than we did for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, one 0 up. Are you are you feeling fairly confident, or can you not quite Absolutely relax? Not. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. You know, when we went one one up so early, I thought we were going to kick on and, and, and you know just and my head I'm thinking this should be comfortable today but the nerves creep in feels a wee bit like last season in terms of Celtic took the lead plenty of times but the longer it stayed 1-0 the more nervous you were that we were going to get pegged back and, and indeed that was the case not too long into the second half so I think uh, the 56th minute uh, Lewis Ferguson like you mentioned be beat on it's also kind of hit his shoulder um, and it's kind of looped up and, and over Montgomery I don't know if, if he could have done better on the line <sighs> I'm trying not to be too harsh on him, but if you are the guy in the post, then you need to be able to jump the height to, to get it. I mean, it's, it's you know as high as it could possibly be without hitting the bar, but he didn't seem to have himself positioned right to get up for it. He, was, he wasn't on the line, he was stepping back to the line, so it's maybe his initial positioning that was off. Um, if you're there, 
you've, if you're the guy in the post and the ball goes in above, it's your bag. Yeah, uh, maybe some stuff for Montgomery to work on in terms of getting taller. Um, get as well, taller. get taller. Get so work on that at training. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just really disappointing, and uh, the same feelings from last season have kicked in at that point. You're thinking, Woof, here, we here we go again. Um, obviously, you've got a, a lot of time to make up for that. So that was 56 minutes, as I've mentioned. Um, but again, the the nerves have, have kicked in, and at that point, Celtic they've got no real flow, no real fluency. Aberdeen have gone very defensive and, and often had 10 men behind the ball. And I think, obviously, Celtic have chipped away and ultimately got the reward, but it was looking very ominous at one point. We just we, we seemed to lack creativity. Creativity and imagination, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Uh, I don't see it from anywhere. You, you see guys stepping into the centre circle, you know, building an attack, having no thought of what to do and making, you know, albeit slightly, but a negative pass to someone just behind them. To, and it's kind of saying, I don't know what to do here. Why don't you have a go? Mm. At times it was um, Ralston finding a bad out on the right-hand side and it just didn't look like anything was going to come of it and it often a bad I just, as you say, popped it back and, and took the safe option. Yota's not like that. He's always more keen to stand up the defender and make things happen. And I suppose telling that the goal came from the left-hand side, you know, we, we seem to have a wee bit more joy down the left just now. It's, I'll need to check the stats someday, maybe be able to give us them, but I feel most of our play or most of our build-up is down the left-hand side. Yeah. I wonder if the players are just edging towards Yota a wee bit more I'm not sure the stats might tell me otherwise but I just feel that's where, where most of our, our good stuff seems to come from Yeah and it's, it's strange because I'm a huge Abada fan and he's you know he hit the ground running and then something he's still you know, popped up with a few goals since he's been off form but since the when he missed the Betis game it was at the national break he's not played at all um, to, to the standards he, he can reach so the players are maybe feeling that as well and they're not employing that 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 right wing, you know, Forrest can't come back quick enough to add a bit of competition there. I think that's important, you know, whether you're a Forrest fan or not, <coughs> James. Um, I think it is important just that he and Abada, uh, you know, push each other to you know to raise their standards, raise their levels. So that'll be interesting. And there's no real word on James Forrest. I'll be hopeful that he comes back after the break. But that was a that was a talk a couple of weeks ago, but I've heard nothing since. Mm, um, First big cliche of the day here, but the break's probably coming at a good time for Celtic as well. Gives a wee bit of time for guys like McCarthy to get a bit more uh, fitness in the legs. It will allow Forrest to come back. Not sure what's happening with Kyogo International. Uh, yes, he's break. been called. He's been called, so that's a lot of travelling and, and potentially a you know a risk to him. But we'll need to see. But I think there has been you know pressure on Celtic, the players, the manager uh, in recent weeks, and, and as we touched on at the top of the show. It was just so important because you imagine you and I are sitting here just now talking about a draw or, dare I say, a defeat. It'd have been uh, disaster scenarios. I mean, it, it can't be underlined how important the, the three points were today. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm for Ange. If we lost today, I'm still with Ange. There's a plan there. There's a long-term plan. There's a lot, a lot of work to do. There's a big window coming in January. Celtic need to be looking at signing six, I think six or seven players in this window to make it right. Mm-hmm. Because there's guys who aren't fit for first team, and they're not fit for the bench either. So yeah, if, if we'd lost the game, I'd still be back in because there's so much work to do because of the state that Law and Lennon left us in. Yeah, I'd totally agree with that. I'm 100 behind them. Um, I think as well, just looking at the starting lineup again from today, for me, there's actually only about four or five four or you could five. absolutely hang your hat on. Joe Hart definitely. I think Carter Vickers uh, is good enough. McGregor absolutely. Kyogo Jota. There are question marks, you know, David Turnbull's in the kind of 50-50 for me, I, I think and hope he'll come good. 
Abada has got improvements. He's got, he's, he's got consistency to find. Beaton's not good enough. We know that. Yeah. Ralston shouldn't feature long term. Question marks over Montgomery. You <clears throat> know he's done great today for the the assist for the goal, but he's not had a great game. He's given away quite a lot. If this was any other season and Celtic had a strong first eleven, a strong squad, a great move for him would be to go out and loan, get some experience, find his position as much as anything else, and come back to Celtic and see if he can, you know, get his place in the team. He's been put into that first team way before he should be. Yeah, I think he he can go on to be a very good player, and I believe the the academy, you know, I've got a lot of faith in him, and they they really uh, rate him and and are keen to see him kick on. So. You know, I suppose games like today and the experience of going to Pataudry and grinding out a win is all good for him and it's good for his confidence and, and hopefully under the you know the tutelage of Ange he can go on to, to continue to improve his game. I think he's got huge potential but at the moment we we don't have a 100% hanger hat on left back at the club. No, that's got to be a priority in the, in the January window for a start because they just decided not to sign a left back. Whether Bankier decided you've had enough money, eh, that's it, you're not getting a left back. It was the priority at the start of the window and it's the priority at the start of the January window which tells you a lot about what Celtic are up to. Yeah, it wouldn't be a final whistle uh, show without a dig at Ian Banker, would it? You know? No. <laughs> so, well, we're on that uh, subject, not at all. Um, yeah, so to get back to the game, so as mentioned, you know, uh, it would have been serious stress had we not managed to you know, to hold out for the win and at one each, Brunies had a really decent chance a header from a corner again and you know, they're creating chances from corners and set pieces and we just struggled to deal with it um, I don't know who lost our man it was a standard save for Hart you know it was straight at him but he had to make it and yeah. it, it can then spill and go anywhere so had we gone 2-1 down at that time I don't think this Celtic team at the moment could have recovered No you're looking to your leaders and the steel you know, you Hart and McGregor and Kyogo there so you get three quarters of a spine I suppose um, but who, who else is going to pick the players up and drive them on if you had gone that 2-1 down but you know, we didn't. Yeah, I know. I hypotheticals woulda, coulda, yeah. shoulda. We've got enough trouble with this stuff that's real in our mind. Made up stuff. I uh, just making up drama here. Uh, yeah, we'll move on. Um, Seventy-one minutes. Ange rings the changes. So a Yeti and Rogic. I was surprised to see a Yeti. <laughs> um, a Yeti and Rogic come on for Abada and Beaton. Kyogo then goes left, where we've seen he's he, disappears. He's just not as effective. He, he worked hard, uh-huh. but he, it's not. It's not as. He got on the ball a few times and popped it back inside to McGregor and different things, but he is nowhere near as effective as he can be through the middle. And yeah, I suppose and I, I suppose he has. He's rolling the dice. There's 20 minutes to go there and he knows it's such a huge win. So right to maybe put on an additional um, attacking player, maybe not so much that it was Albion Ayeti. Um, I mean, do you think Jack Amakis would have got the nod? We've seen him on Thursday. He looks a bit sluggish just now for me. Yeah, and you know, as you said before we started recording here, there's, there's a lot of running to be done at that point in the game. And if you, if you come on for... How long was it in, in uh, Thursday night? Like Jack and Marcus. Minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, there are there Something about. like that. And he was puffed out after five of them. <clears throat> so if you're going to have to be chasing corners and you know lost causes you know, to get that uh, winning goal today, then, you know, as you said before, you're, you're probably right there. I would agree with you that he's not the guy. I think he will come on to do some really good stuff. I think there's a real, a real player in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, how how tired was Kyogo that I had to bring a jetty on? If you're going to put Hugo in the left, you might as well stick a jet in the left because Hugo's going to get you something. But a jetty did absolutely nothing when he came on. Yeah, you know, it just just wasn't there at all. Yeah, I mean, his job, you know, after the goal for me was to hold up play, run the corners on the channels, and he he just couldn't get the the, the ball under control, and it was bouncing around and stuff. So yeah, just 
I get he's so puzzling just now, and it's it's a question mark whether we'll ever see uh, the required quality from him. Um, you were talking about Jackamakis, maybe you know, still a bit slow, still a bit off the pace. Tom Rogic, less than ten minutes on, has broke with the ball, and I use the word broke in inverted commas because he's he's at a pedestrian pace trying to get away. I, I'm not sure if he knew the guy was behind him, but he is so slow coming out with the ball, and the guy's just picked his pocket and. I think I mentioned the other night it was like somebody had taken his plug out. I think he's running with a weighted vest on this week. It's high like a parachute. Um, and it's this thing where the guy's two yards behind him, we said this, I think it was after last Sunday, uh, he said, that guy's two yards behind him, he's favourite for the ball. Mm, and yeah. it happened and it was, I nearly lost my telly at that point. Yeah, so, you know, not having pace is one thing, but you've got to have the awareness, get your body in front of it. And if, if, if you don't have the pace to burst 20, 25 yards with it, move on. Play, play, play the pass. and take the foul. yeah. Um, so interesting and huge uh, credit to Rodgers for the part he played in the goal which we'll come to just in a second but you know there's some kind of puzzling stuff coming from him just now as well yeah yeah. Um, so yeah just to go into the goal they have had a couple of chances you know Johnny Hayes has had a decent effort in different things it was uh, parried by Hart and they were chasing as, as much as we were you mentioned again before we came on air that could have been an Aberdeen win a draw or a Celtic win nobody could really complain you know if the game had gone their way, our way, or all square. Um, it was just one of those, the, the teams were fairly level. Fairly Aberdeen, they weren't just sitting and saying, we've got a draw and we'll take that point, which would have been a crucial point for them, given their form. You know, yep. you could see, you couldn't really give them a hard time for, for going for that, but they went, they went for the win, and maybe therein lies the problem for Aberdeen at the moment. They're, they're a wee bit trying to get ahead of where they are. You know, they're pushing for a win and leaving themselves a wee bit exposed. Yeah. Lucky for us that they did push the win and it created a wee bit of space. So, as mentioned... Rodic brings it down really well on the edge of the box, just manages to turn and just find that wee pocket of space. So absolute credit to Montgomery for finding himself in that left-hand channel inside the box. You were maybe thinking, can he just crack it here and have a go? But he's been smart about it. He showed a bit of composure, got it to Yota, who's just showed that bit of desire as well. I mean, he's just got in front of the defender no more and he was absolutely delighted, wasn't he? Yeah, I think all three of the guys there, you mentioned, deserve great credit. And, you know, two of those players... Uh, Rogic and Montgomery weren't great in other parts of the game but Rogic for getting it to Montgomery Montgomery for having the presence in mind not to just think we need a goal I'm kind of through on goal I'll stick your laces through this mm-hmm. he had the presence in mind and got his head up and seen Jota was making the move and like you said it was that desire to, to get ahead of the defender the defender was kind of almost about to foul him and Jota just you know, got the touch on it and, and away it went and off we went to celebrate and get bottles thrown at him. <laughs> exactly, that's just madness. Um, not to sound too dramatic about it, but you know that goal's come in the, the 84th minute, so six minutes, give or take, in injury time. And, you know, the pressure that would have heaped on Ange had we not managed to produce the win, you know, it doesn't bear thinking about it, really, doesn't it? And I'm delighted we're sitting down on a Sunday afternoon and we can enjoy the couple of weeks break and we'll see what Hibs maybe do or don't do at Ibrox. But it was just so huge and it might be one of those ones, you know, people often refer back to Tony Stokes saving Lenny's job with that yeah. uh, those goals at Kilmarnock, I think. Um, and it might be, you know, if we go on to have a successful season, we'll look back on this very moment from uh, your turn, Cole. Yeah, a, a late winner against Aberdeen at Pataudry is the form of teams that kind of win championships. I don't see much else around Celtic at the moment. There's a lot of stuff to be done. But that kind of, that type of win in Aberdeen, last five minutes, you go 2-1 up and you hold it. That was, you know, as much as there was pressure on Ange, it was pressure on me to kind of watch the rest of that game in the injury time uh, to see where that was going. But yeah, we, we got there and winning away at Pataudry, 2-1 late, 
is the kind of thing that you talk about at the end of a season when you've got a trophy in your hands. Yep, true. So hopefully that goes on to be the case. Um, as I'd mentioned, there was three minutes uh, injury time uh, played on top of the 90. How did you enjoy those minutes? Horrendous. <laughs> 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 it's just a, a real ringer just now isn't it yeah murder but we got over the line it's great D- despite some of our seeming pessimism I can assure you we're delighted and it was great to go over the line there um, so as mentioned we've now got the, the couple of weeks break some international stuff there's another cliche for you guys it's all about getting the guys back you know fit and you know free of injury isn't it for the next game which is Motherwell away and informed Motherwell up until their defeat yesterday by Hearts but they're doing pretty well just now so we face them yeah. in a couple of weeks time and that'll be a biggie won't it? Yeah I, I've not seen it but I've heard Dan said uh, about the international break that you know players have to go away and if they come back injured they've not to come back at all Oh, right. his instruction right, okay. <laughs> come back to fit or not at all yeah and the bad books so as we start to wrap things up James as I said we've now got a break to look forward to any final thoughts on today and beyond no, the, the pressure was on. You know, The media would have loved us to drop points today. We didn't. It was crucial to get the three points. We did. We've got the break now. We've got a lot of players coming back. So let's just see where we are for the next game against Motherwell. Yeah, I tell you where we are right now. Hibs are 1-0 up against Rangers. Just saying. Don't want to jinx it, but Kevin Nisbet scored uh, and Hibs are 1-0 up against Rangers. So we'll see how that one plays out. So Celtic now head into the latest international break, feeling just that wee bit better about themselves after today's win. It was a big three points for Ange and the boys, and we can now reset over the next couple of weeks. Thanks to James for joining me today. We'll be back on Tuesday with the weekly show, but in the meantime, thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.